I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I What's up, everybody? Settled. Jeff Sintel here. This logo says dognation.com. We are not having between the sniffles uh, tonight on our show. We're having before the hedges, which you guys have known to expect from Kroger and from dognation.com on Wednesday night. I am your intrepid host, Jeff Sintel. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody already watched the Braves, so now they're probably pretty bored. Uh, everybody's probably geeked up uh, about a uh, fever pitch about fall camp starting. Camp's underway. The boys are together. They've reported. Um and uh, obviously tomorrow will be a media session and everything else in the first real practice for the defending national champions or the reigning national champions or everything about everything else about like that. Hope everybody's doing great. Uh, again, thanks to everybody that uh, bared with me that last week's show as we were trying to power through to keep our uh, – we're, we're not on vacation. We like to try to keep a uh, Cal Ripken-type streak alive. Um. So I'm going to do something different. I'm going to start off with the main part of our show is going to be five, what I think are the five most intriguing storylines uh, of Georgia recruiting for the fall. Um, Randy Hall, how are you? Scotty Barnes, Jim Withrow, Travis Kelly, Austin Cravey. I uh, hope everybody's great. Um, so we're going to have five things. That's going to come in a minute, guys. Um, I'm going to try and just rip through this show, going through a really quick format, really quick kind of fast hit stuff. But before those five things, uh, we're going to go four downs. And I'm going to start off with uh, four things uh, that I'm going to talk about in our opening segment, and then I'm going to flesh them out in a little bit of detail. For example, uh, you can kind of follow along with me. Uh, John Foster, hey, man, like that Christopher Reeve uh, sigil. Um, four things that should be on the mind of every Georgia football recruiting fan this week and also as of today. Um, first and foremost, we're going to discuss in a little bit about a decision coming on Friday uh, for an in-state offensive lineman target. Uh, there's a new number one in the uh, 24-7 sports overall recruiting rankings for 2023, basically courtesy of an of a interesting flip. Uh, there's a current Georgia Bulldog commitment uh, that uh, has been declared ineligible by the Georgia High School Athletics Association, the Georgia High School Association. And they are currently um, pending appeals, not going to play their senior season uh, in the state of Georgia. Uh, and last but not least, two very interesting rankings risers we want to talk about that we kind of thought it was very interesting uh, to check into. Two very interesting rankings risers. But first, that, that folks in this business is called the tees. Kind of teed up all those golf balls right here. Now, let me go get the, the big one wood, the big driver, and kind of knock them down the fairway straight as we can here. On Friday, Kennesaw Mountain three-star offensive lineman Connor Liu will make his decision. Comes down to Auburn, comes down to Clemson, comes down to Miami and Georgia. This is a pretty strong dude. He's a 4.4 GPA. He's about 6'4", 285. Um, he uh, carries a... Like I said, a four, he, he carries a 355 power clean. Um, you know, you don't think that's going to be Clemson there. You hear a lot of noise about Georgia, a lot of noise about Auburn there. The one thing about Lou's decision on Friday that intrigues me is I think he's a safety. He kind of believes himself to be a very good safety. He thinks he's, I, I think he's probably the number one safety in the state, um, uh, easily in the state of Georgia, but probably one of the top safeties in the country. 
Um, but you look what Georgia's got. I think Drew Bobo last year was a safety uh, type option. They also brought in Griffin Scroggs as well as a safety type option. I mean, a center type option. Uh, Drew Bobo is a center type option as well. Um, and that's kind of what I think Connor Lou would be at Georgia. He'd be a very good one at Georgia. He'd be a very good one at any of his four finalists. Um, very sharp young man, very sharp kid. Uh, the type of guy that, you know, could really hold down the center position as well. Uh, he makes his decision. I believe it's going to be about 6.30 on uh, Friday from uh, Kennesaw Mountain High School. You guys know Kennesaw Mountain. That's where Ryland Goaty came from. Uh, speaking of a number one, the new number one uh, in the recruiting rankings, and it probably should come as no surprise, it's Bama. Uh, Bama really hammered the month of July. with. Um, uh, they've capped it off this past week on Monday where they flipped – a tight end from Ohio State of all places, which was the number one school in the country at that point. That knocks Ohio State all the way down from number one to number four, especially after Ohio State of all places uh, saw a decommitment from their perhaps their prized cornerback, defensive back in the whole class. Uh, Alabama took advantage of those gains, and now they move up to the number one class in the country. Georgia uh, stays where they're at, at number three, where there are 18 commitments. Uh, also, one of the things I want to bring to your attention is Gabe Harris, the number 13 edge in the country um, out of uh, Valdosta. His move from Thomas County Central to Valdosta High School has been declared ineligible by the Georgia High School Association. And now he's going to go through, um, yeah, Scotty Barnes. That's right. Hopefully I said Georgia was number three. Georgia remains at number three. Um, but uh, Gabe Harris – the, the contention here is that a bona fide move was not made from Thomasville, Thomas County Central, to um, Valdosta High School. And that why, that's for what now he's going to go through some more uh, arbitrary he hearings. Uh, there's a potential for him to maybe go play in IMG, maybe go play in the state of Florida. But right now, uh, currently ineligible. And that guy's played pretty good this summer, looked pretty good this summer. I think he's the number 113 overall prospect. And uh, Jack Marino, to make sure I can keep up with everything that's going on, uh, Bama flipped a tight end. I think his name was Tyler Lockwood, Ty Lockwood, uh, from Ohio State uh, to, uh, to Alabama. And that kind of seized the momentum for Alabama to go up to the number one class in the country. They've had a very strong July, to say the least. Um, the other thing to think about here is um, – uh, interesting. You ever remember Odell Thurman? Odell Thurman, the former linebacker at Georgia. He is his son was another one of the many legacies of former Georgia Bulldogs that whose sons were ready to go as big time prospects in the 2023 class. His son Jelani Thurman at Langston Hughes High School uh, recently committed out committed to Ohio State as well, and uh, that kind of kind of creates the momentum for you know he was I think the nation's number nine tight end. Never offered by Georgia because uh, Todd Hartley kind of figured out his guys and got his homework done early. Um, but uh, he ends up at Ohio State, and that kind of sets off a chain reaction, so to speak. Last but not least, on our opening kind of newsy uh, topics, I want to bring to your attention two rankings. Number one is the ranking for uh, C.J. Allen. C.J. Allen, you guys remember back on June the 1st, June 2nd, and June 3rd, C.J. Allen was the nation's number 460-ish overall prospect. Well, he got another boost over the last week by the recruiting re-rankings and uh, reanalysis of the 2023 class. He is now all the way up to number 116 overall. He's quickly almost jumping into that pool as another top 100 Georgia. 
uh, linebacker uh, commitment. Uh, so many good dudes in this class are going to play defense for Georgia this fall. And uh, C.J. Allen, his stock, I bet his stock, there's a Peaches siding right there for you guys that are playing bingo right there, playing before the hedges bingo. Let me see if I can get her in here in, this, in the frame. For you guys that are playing uh, before the hedges bingo, well, there's your uh, Peaches siding as well. Um, but, yeah. That's what we, that's what's going on there. Uh, C.J. Allen uh, is a guy that moved all the way up to the number uh, 116 uh, prospect of the nation for uh, 2023. Keeps rolling, keeps moving on up. And uh, the other one, the other ranking, folks. I don't know if you guys are paying attention. We got a new update in our top targets list later on for Hakeem Williams. But Hakeem Williams uh, has now moved up to a five-star wide receiver. He is the nation's uh, number two wide receiver. Uh, in the country. I believe he's number 19 overall, something to that effect. Hakeem Williams. And if you're watching a few things, uh, some of the chatter, uh, even from A&M folks, are that Georgia holds the lead there. Um, uh, Mr. Marcoulier, Brian Marcoulier, uh, taking care of our uh, French-Canadian uh, aspects of uh, – I, I bet that's French-Canadian name, but taking care of our French-Canadian uh, quotient here on Before the Hedges brought to you by Kroger. Uh, Peaches is always looking for birds or stray dogs that are coming into uh, our perimeter. Uh, very much a guard dog. Uh, very, very much a guard dog. Those are your kind of four things that, hey, make sure you see this. Now, let's kind of jump into something, what I'm going to call kind of call the big five storylines. Uh, the things that I see are really important um, for Georgia in the 2023 class. The things to look for in this 2022 cycle. While everybody focuses on the, the fall camp, we got big guys like Connor Riley and Mike Griffith and um, Brandon Adams really focus on everything team related. It's my job to kind of keep my hand on the reins of watching uh, the 2023 Georgia recruiting classes and in the years beyond. And um, I think one of the five things I'm going to go from, which is I think is probably most in the out of the five, it's going to go in ascending order from least interesting to the most interesting. But, folks, all these five things are interesting. I'm going to start with number five, and number five is the running backs in the 2023 class. I think that might be one of the most popular topics right now that I hear that folks reach out to me on social media about. Um, very interesting here to note that Georgia has nine – Georgia only offered nine uh, running backs prospects uh, in the 2023 cycle. They were very much in on Justice Haynes. They were very much in on – uh, Richard Young and a few other guys, Ruben Owens, uh, <laughs> Matt Brock. Awesome. Awesome. We got a funny story about how uh, our dog was named Peaches as well, man. Uh, we had our kids name him. It kind of felt like a Georgia type thing to do. Um, Tom Lavelle. Yes, Jaden Davis did go visit Michigan after being in Athens. But, whoa, Nelly, that was a very good visit for Davis and his family uh, in Athens uh, this past weekend. Um Staying on point on the 2023 running backs, Georgia's only offered nine running backs targets in this class. Um, the three biggest heavy hitters were Ruben Owens, Richard Young, and then also uh, Justice Haynes. Um, there's only out of those nine that Georgia offered, there's only two that are uncommitted. One of those, Cedric Baxter, is going to be committing, I believe, uh, in the next couple of weeks, maybe in the next 10 days. Um, you know, there's a bunch of things to look at there. Jeremiah Love, we got to remember him. He's not actually rated as a, a running back. He's rated as an athlete. I think a lot of the players that were really looking strongly at Alabama now, they know that Alabama's not going to take a third running back with Justice and Young in the fold. That might be a chance for Georgia to get some, um, get some really good juice and momentum 
or get some pull with one of those other running back type guys. Jamarian Wilcox is a guy, I think, at South Paulding High School in the state of Georgia. Uh, that's a guy with a great senior season. He may, uh, my, he may even move himself a little bit further up the uh, food chain for Georgia. Um, speaking of, I think I saw somebody mention it, John Foster. You know, in the Christopher Reeve sigil. Mike, that makes me that gets me on my mind right now. I want to make sure everybody saw this. I thought it was pretty cool. Number one, a lot of the guys on the team, Ryland Goaty, uh, Payne Walker, um, a lot of the tight ends, a lot of the DGD guys. Uh, William Moat was another guy, a snapper. Uh, Stetson Bennett was also one of those. They got the fade. They got the buzz cut for fall camp. Take a look at Stetson Bennett right here. Look at him. I mean, he is ready for action. Uh, everybody knows fall camp. Everybody knows it's going to be stupid hot in Athens. Uh, if you guys have any uh, relatives or children that are um, playing high school football right now, they, you know that wet bulb temperature thermometer is their friend right now. But look at that. Let's pull that back up one more time about Stetson Bennett. I know everybody's going to get faked out by the eye candy a little bit. They're going to say, man, look at that haircut. Look at that. And look at the biggie shirt. That's cool. Let's go. Cool. But here, my friends right here, if I was John Madden, I would draw the Telestrator like right there. Look at that. It says gear year 74 he's good little joke good little sense of awareness right there from stetson bennett uh making a joke that this is his year number 74 at the university of georgia folks if you're keeping count stetson bennett has been on the campus at the university of georgia since 2017 with a one year or excuse me one semester sabbatical and mississippi for junior uh college football um Good, good line there from John Foster. He says that his O-line talked him into getting a fade. They said they were tired of their boys asking why Screech was their quarterback. Um, number five, we're going through five quick things. Number five was the running back class. I think Georgia, folks, I want to tell you, Andrew Paul, from what I've heard, has looked very good. Branson Robinson is there. I think Dejon Edwards will probably be around for Georgia for one more season. <clears throat> the other thing to think about there is, you know, Kenny McIntosh and uh, Kendall Milton. Those two guys are going to be running backs 1A, 1B. Um, those two guys with a great season, with an expected great season, they could find themselves playing in Roger Goodell's league, which would um, – folks are going to wonder, is like, how important is a running back for Georgia in 2023? I'm going to tell you this. Like, I wrote about over the weekend, I wrote our first kind of SEC roundup piece on dognation.com. But um, just watch. Like, for instance, great example here is look how great Georgia is recruiting – linebackers right now in the 2023 class they got the number two they got the number three and they got the number nine overall running back two three and nine overall linebackers in the country let me say that again for everybody in the back row or out there back in those clouds in my backyard um linebackers so what does that usually mean that it's going to be really ridiculously hard for georgia uh to get another five-star number one overall running linebacker uh, in the 2023 cycle. Got to remember, Georgia also brought in EJ Lightsey. Uh, they brought in CJ Washington and they brought in Jalen Walker in the 2022 class. Now, of course, there's some wait and see there with CJ Washington with a neck injury he suffered in spring practice. You know, what's that going to look like? You know, Georgia's also got a, a lot of upper echelon, upperclassmen inside backers in guys like Javon Dumas Johnson, Rian Davis, Tresman Marshall. Uh, Shmile Munden is going to be on his second season on campus. Xavier Sori. Um, what it is is when you clean up and you go crazy and you go bonkers, 
in one class and get everything scattered, smothered, and covered in one position group makes it a lot harder. Conversely, you know, last year when everybody was doing the fist pumps for Georgia getting Branson Robinson as Georgia beat Alabama for Branson Robinson, that was going to make things that much harder for Georgia to get a guy like Justice Haynes and a Richard Young in the 2023 cycle. Um, even though Georgia actually had some separation in the 2021 class, which helped them in 2022, everybody remembers LeVasier Carroll. He signed as a running back type athlete, quickly moved to cornerback, and then found himself in the portal, wanted to try something new, something different, get another shot, uh, another direction for his career at South Carolina. He's back as a running back at South Carolina. So that one gap Georgia had there was really key and integral for how well they recruited running backs with Andrew Paul and Branson Robinson in 2022. Tom Lavelle, that's what I was kind of getting at. I see a couple people uh, going through the mix right there. Uh, Sammy Brown, Jefferson High School, really likes Georgia, really likes a lot of schools, really likes Clemson. That's just going to make it that much harder for Georgia to sign the number one running back and number one linebacker. Peach is just right. I said linebacker. I should have said linebacker. I said running back again. I guess I've got a mental thing on there right now, but um, – it's going to make it a lot harder to sign Sammy Brown. When you clean up in one class, it makes um, working that position that much harder in the second class and then the preceding class. Jack Marino, I do think Georgia has a really good shot at Hakeem Williams. I think Georgia has consistently been no worse than second in that recruitment. Um, <laughs> we got people trying to get peaches up out of here. She saw birds. Um so that was number five. We talked about uh, running backs in a class. Number four, I think there's some offensive tackle intrigue. Everybody's asking me about Bo Hughley. I'm just going to say it. I think Bo Hughley remains in the Georgia class. Kind of felt Bo Hughley was always going to remain in the in the Georgia class. I think there's going to be some drama. I think there's going to be some intrigue. Kind of a lot like his friend uh, Broderick Jones went through in the 2020, 2020 cycle. He understands the path that Broderick went through to wait and kind of wait and see. And, folks, we also talk, we all, we also talking about Let's look at this. Defending national champion, in-state program, loves the head coach in Kirby Smart. That's one of the things Bo Hughley told me for the longest time is no other school has a guy like Kirby. And he would be going from the class that is now the number two class in the SEC to folks, Auburn has the worst class in the SEC, at least when I counted a couple of days ago. I mean, like Ole Miss, Missouri, Vanderbilt, they are all ahead of Auburn right now. That's very much a wait-and-see year for um, – very much a wait-and-see year for uh, Brian Harson and Auburn as well. Um, offensive tackle intrigue, I put Bo Hughley's name out there, and then I go with uh, Monroe Freeling. I think Monroe is just visited Georgia, had another big visit. Georgia's going to get an official visit in the fall. <clears throat> really good-looking prospect. He's the type of guy that I think can start at Georgia at corner for – excuse me, start at Georgia at the corner, which is offensive tackle, left tackle. For two seasons, at least. I think that is what is really impressive there. Um, watching those offensive tackles, Georgia ends up with Monroe Freeling and Bo Hughley. That is a great deal uh, at offensive tackle um, for Georgia. If they can retain Bo and then act, retain Bo and act, add Monroe Freeling. Uh, Rick Martin, Georgia is the number three recruiting class in the country right now. Um so offensive tackle intrigue. Everybody's going to be watching that. That stuff right there. Remember, Georgia did get Ernest Green in the 2022 cycle. I think Jacob Hood is a developmental uh, prospect out of the 2022 cycle as well. Um, 
Very interesting. Number three, let's talk about the edge. Let's talk about the edge. I think you see a lot of crystal ball traffic right now. You see a lot of um, uh, you see a lot of crystal ball traffic about uh, um, Georgia having some good shots there with uh, Samuel Impemba. Is it Damon Wilson? Is it is it is it the other young man out of the linebacker Quay Rousseau out of um, Carver Montgomery in Alabama? Very interesting. I mean, I, I think you can kind of tell very easily that Samuel Impemba has always liked Georgia. I think from the first time I started talking to him, talking to him, he was really intrigued by Georgia, everything that Georgia has to offer. I think he said his five official visits. I think Georgia is going to get an official visit uh, in October. Um, in October uh, from uh, uh, Samuel Impemba as well. Uh, so th- that's what you're thinking there at edge. I think Damon Wilson – I think Quay Rousseau and I think uh, those guys, and we'll get into them a little bit later as we're going to jump into our top targets after this, but I just wanted to put five big storylines on the board. So I'm going to try and cover my thoughts and what I think is going on on a lot of those, uh, a lot of those things. I saw a question earlier. I'm trying to do a lot of stuff here. I saw a question earlier about um, Jerry Dogs fan, I think, asked me if I think, Georgia's going to pull an LSU and kind of come back down to earth after the national championship. Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, Georgia's recruiting is definitely a lot different than LSU. Here's a funny thing for LSU. I was looking at their, at their commitment list this year. Um, Okay. Biscuit. Now that was funny. Um, Cass, can you believe that LSU doesn't have a single in-state commitment right now in their 2023 class? They got four guys. They got four guys from, uh, well, they do have in-state commitments, but they got four guys from Louisiana. They got four guys from Georgia, but none of their – they don't have a top 100. Like, not, not one of their top five commitments right now from LSU is from the state of Louisiana. And, folks, that is absolutely crazy. Um, absolutely crazy. Um, number three, so we went through and fought. We went, we've taken a look at running back options, running back room. I think Georgia can kind of wait a little bit and see what matriculates and see who plays a lot better. I, I'll like – a la like Andrew Paul, but uh, I think Jeremiah Love is a guy to look at there. I think uh, the young man uh, out of UCLA, current UCLA commitment out of Lincoln High School in San Diego, same high school that Marcus Allen came from, if you guys can remember that. Um, uh, Roderick Robinson II, he has an offer from Georgia. I think that's a guy that I think Georgia is going to take a lot of interest in, a lot of due diligence with there as well. Um, number four, we talked about Offensive tackle intrigue. I shared my thoughts with you guys on Bo. I think Bo is just kind of guy that wants to have a lot of fun, uh, enjoy this time of this process. Monroe Freeling. Monroe Freeling would be huge. His name's going to come up on top targets in a second. We talked about the edge. Number two, there's just two more. I want to make these really fast. Number two is I think everybody's wanting to know about the quarterback plan, the quarterback succession plan. Jaden Davis, Julian Sayan. I hope you guys saw the story I wrote early this week on dognation.com about Julian Sayan and how he really is not a big fan of NIL, like all those quarterbacks that took million-dollar contracts, million-dollar NIL contracts. Folks, the, things that's, the thing that's different about California is these high school guys can sign NIL, NIL money right now, and it's all legitimate. It's all above board. They don't even have to – they won't even compromise their eligibility. Um, very interesting. I think Jaden Davis and Julian saying maybe kind of like, like this, like that right now. One thing that is interesting uh, with the Jaden Davis situation is Georgia was his first offer way back in June of 2019. He grew up in Duluth um, and he has reclassified. So, you know, I, I, it is not without reason that people are asking me that, 
he did reclassify from the 2023 class to the 2024 class. So that's a mature guy there. That's a guy that um, uh, both of those guys do plan to enroll early. Uh, Julian saying is very saying is very impressive. I was very intrigued by the answers he gave him. He gave me um, regarding NIL matters and what really matters to him uh, going forward in his recruitment. And the number one most interesting thing to me is I think it is the two guys that want to play together. I am not going to use the term uh, package deal regarding those two because I think those are two guys that want to play together. Here's what I know. Those two guys have taken official visits to Auburn. <clears throat> James Smith and Quay Rousseau, by the way, uh, five stars out of the state of Alabama. Hey, if Georgia wants to pay Alabama back for snatching – for going down to Georgia uh, and snatching away Caleb Downs and Justice Haynes, perhaps the best way to do that is to go into Alabama and take five-star Quay Rousseau, five-star James Smith, and five-star A.J. Harris. They're one out of three so far. I do feel those boys will play together. They've taken officials so far to Auburn and Georgia. They've got one parked in December because that's what Alabama wanted. Uh, they wanted to play – they wanted to get an official visit from the duo – in December, closer to early signing day for a game. That's going to happen. And then it leaves them with two official visits left. And they just visited Florida this past weekend. Um, they, they're looking at Ohio State. They're looking at Texas. They're looking at Texas A&M. And they're looking at Miami. I think, I think those guys uh, are an intriguing pair because they're going to play together. My information still steadfastly tells me those guys are going to play together. And it's almost to the point where uh, – it's almost to the point where um, Quay Russo might pick for both of them because James Smith is the type of guy that's like, man, I can make it work anywhere. Just find a school, man. I can make it work there. I make it work there. I can work there. I'm gonna... I mean, to me, my understanding of that situation, and I've kind of kicked the tires on that a few times now, is I think it might be, for example, let's say player A has school X as his fourth choice and uh, player B has school X as his seventh choice. So they're probably not going to make make it do like that. But if one guy has like school Y as their second or third choice and the other guy has them as their third or fourth choice, that might be the one they both go to because both of them are kind of feeling that school a certain type of way. Um, very, very intriguing there. I, I think they're great players. I don't know if you guys have been watching, seeing any of the film that's come out, but when I saw James Smith at, back in May, I believe he was like 335, 340. Now he's all the way down to 305. He's, I've been told he's going to play at 295, 300. Um, and then Quay Russell is all the way down to two, 230 now. And it's very interesting. Um, if you watch the film on Quay Russell, here's a little nugget. Um, he has had a situation where his hips and his legs are disproportionately aligned in terms of strength. One hip, one leg has been like 60, 70% stronger than the other one. They're trying to get that fixed. So what I'm trying to say there is what you're seeing out of Quay Russo with all that short space quickness on tape is he's going to get a lot better. He is going to get a lot, lot better. Um, Shannon Sipsy, um, covering a lot of stuff. Please talk to me here. What, what, what do you think is reaching on that logic? What's, what's the reach point that maybe I can further cl clarify? What, what's, the, what's the point where I can give you a little bit more thought on what I'm looking at there, what I'm thinking there? Um, also with Rousseau and James, those guys, um, they're just different. They don't talk to coaches a lot. They don't uh, enjoy the recruiting process. They don't like talking to reporters mostly. Um, they, they're one of those guys that 
I mean, I know they want to make their decision in December, but they could sit there and they could go, hey, man, I've had enough. Let's go. Let's make this decision. I do think Georgia will get an official visit. Um, I mean, excuse me, another unofficial visit from both of those for a game, most likely probably the Auburn game for uh, 2022. Um, all right, guys. One thing to talk about right now, obviously our show is brought to you by Kroger. Before the Hedges has always been brought to you by Kroger. We are um, uh, been here been here about six or seven years. Guys, did you know this? <clears throat> Pretty cool moment. August the 1st of this month, the first of this month. That was the seventh year of dognation.com. The seventh year of dognation.com. That's the seventh year we've been publishing stories on dognation.com. Pretty cool feat. Um, I feel like I've been doing Wednesday night lives a little bit longer than that. Um, uh, obviously, guys, this show is brought to you by Kroger. Uh, there's the big cake right there. Look at that right there. Uh, now you can eat cake. I bet they got that cake at Kroger. You know what else you can get it, get done at Kroger? You can get uh, uh, summer grilling. Gear up for grilling. Turn up the heat. Favorites for every dish over the summer. Kroger has you covered for all your outside entertaining needs. Visit your local Kroger today or Kroger.com summer dash grilling. There you go. Top targets time. Let's hop into it right now, guys. Let's talk about top targets. Um, we talked about earlier, the list keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. These are the top remaining targets. You're going to look at that list. I'm going to fly through them. Venice Beach's own Damon Wilson. Man, eight and seven are amazing type talents. These guys are so athletic coming off the edge. Um, it would be stupid ridiculous for Georgia if they would add, um, if they could add um, either one of those guys to Marvin Jones and uh, Darius Smith that they added as a pass rusher edge extraordinaire in 2022. Let's not forget Mikel Williams, who's basically going to be playing Trayvon Walker's spot um, in Pimba. Uh, like I said earlier in the show, picked up another crystal ball to Georgia. Um, going down the list, Monroe Freeling, a guy that just visited this weekend. Uh, Dante Eady, we do appreciate that. We appreciate all that all that time and longevity and all the years here with us. Uh, James Smith, Quay Russo, I'll just mention those. Those are the guys that want to play together. Those are the not the package deal. Um, we moved Hakeem Williams up from our last week's show. He goes up from number four to number three. Tyler Williams is number two. He was also at Georgia this past weekend. Uh, Tyler Williams has made the decision that he does not uh, – um, does not um, – so Shannon, I see your point here. All I can say is this: I've I've talked to both the young, both of those young men about it. I've talked to people around that, and they really think it, they're not going to be a situation where both kids need to have the same favorite school. They don't. They don't need to have the same number one school. Um, if one guy's higher on the other school than the other, they want to play together so much that they will both jump to that school. Of course, NIL could be a factor. It could very well be a factor. But, I mean, these guys are just really not into all that recruiting stuff. Uh, they're really not. Um, these guys like to come work. They work out twice uh, every day. They work out with their teams. They work out with their uh, training group at Madhouse Training in Montgomery, Alabama as well. Um, Tyler Williams, uh, as I was saying, Tyler Williams uh, was at Georgia. He's still got an, a, a, he's got one remaining official visit with Ole Miss. That's on the, September the 4th. They will play Troy. 
And then for the second week in a row, Jordan, Big Baby Hall. I think I've had him at uh, number one on the list for at least the last two weeks now. He visited Georgia again last week. Likes all things Athens. I think Georgia, if they could add him uh, at defensive tackle and Jamal Jarrett at nose tackle, with all those linebackers, good luck, everybody. Good luck. Um, Jerry Dogs fan, you had a question about, you know, why will Georgia not be LSU? Georgia will definitely not be LSU because they're going to put together the 2022 and 23 recruiting classes like that so stout. Um, other names to keep on the radar, this list keeps shrinking over and over and over. Um, this list keeps shrinking as the, as the weeks and months go by. Um, you take a look at it right now. I think one of the names to watch there, some guys are coming on, some guys are coming off. I think a guy like uh, Kelby Collins out of Alabama has came off the list for me recently. Um, sounds like he's down to Alabama and Florida. Um, some names on the list right here is Marcus Deal. That's a defensive lineman out of Texas. He's going to give Georgia an official. Anthony Evans the third. That's that speedster out of out of Texas. It's really Georgia, Oklahoma there. Ricky Gibson the third. He visited Georgia this past weekend. A lot of people wonder what he is. My information leads me to believe he's a corner. He's put on a lot of weight. He's held that speed. Connor Lou, that's a guy that's making his decision on Friday. Four-star defensive lineman Dave, Devin Hobbs out of North Carolina. Not the heaviest yet, but really long, really good skill set. Um, might be an either-or situation with a guy like Deal or Hobbs or Cameron James right there. Be very interesting if Kelby Collins, for example, goes to Florida. Um, Cameron James was a guy that was looking really closely at Florida as well. Um, Xavier McLeod, he just visited Georgia this past weekend. He was on the slip and slide. Reminds me, I got some great video to show you guys of those big guys doing the slip and slide. Um, Jamal Jarrett sent me some video of that. Um, Xavier McLeod, he has reached out on social media and asked if anybody could help him shoot a commitment video. And that's coming right off of his last visits um, in the month of Ju July there. Samson Okanaloa, Pancake Honcho, Chris Peel. Uh, I think I told you guys this last week. Chris Peel is going to take some official visits in September to NC State, Michigan, and also South Carolina. He's already taken an official to Georgia, really likes Georgia. We added uh, two running backs to the kind of watch a little bit. Uh, Roderick Robinson out of California. He's currently committed to UCLA. Jamarian Wilcox actually doesn't even have an offer yet from Georgia, but should things happen there, that would get very interesting. And also you've got four-star Mississippi wide receiver Aiden Williams there as well. Those are the other recruits on the radar. Let me see. Georgia remains number three in the country with 18 uh, commitments in this class. Bama now has 18 commitments in the class uh, as well. Uh, they're the number one school in the country. Um, going down the list, Georgia um, has remained at number three in the country for some, for some time. Seven guys on offense, 10 on defense. Look at that, 12 out-of-state commitments, six in-state, two five-stars. That's Janelle Aguero and A.J. Harris. Again, guys, this is the matrix, the metric we've been looking at the entire class here with these guys for nine months now, it feels like. This class has to get more left-handed. Uh, I'm going to call it left-handed because Georgia is predominantly right-handed defensively as a program. Uh, they got to get that left off the offensive side of the ball. Out of Georgia's five highest-ranked commitments right now, um, only one of those is an offensive player. That is Pierce Sperling third. Um Guys right there, that's the 2023 class. Georgia has offered one player in the whole month of July, it seems like. 
that was uh, currently a top 50 overall prospect, Jaquarian Dickey. He's currently committed to um, Oregon, but that was the latest offer. Um, that was the latest offer uh, Georgia sent out. Only one just to a wide receiver offer in the class of 2023. Guys, that's a quick, that's a really fast and furious show. We talked about the newsiest topics going on. We talked about your top targets. We talked about five big storylines there. I appreciate the debate. Uh, I think uh, Shannon, Shannon uh, had some back and forth about the point there, um, about you kind of see the uh, decision there with uh, Quay Rusal and uh, James Smith being kind of spearheaded and maybe charged up by money. I kind of think there's a lot more factors to that. I think uh, the highest bidder might not actually win. Another thing to think about we wrote about over the weekend on dognation.com is we took a good look at the SEC recruiting classes. It's very interesting how Texas A&M, even with a five-star commitment, uh, their only five-star commitment that they got over the weekend in David Hill, um, I believe the number 41 overall in the country, number eight recruiting class in the SEC. A lot of folks are waiting to see how all those promises and all those uh, sweetheart deals um, in the class of 2022, how those pan out. When they signed 32 guys, I think eight five-stars, 21 four-stars, right now Texas A&M taking it very slowly into the water in the 2023 recruiting class. Um, one thing I wanted to bring you guys to your attention, I wrote about a 2025 prospect this week. This was a young man named David Sanders out of North Carolina. Hope you guys saw it. Uh, he's about 6'6 six, six plus. He swims laps in his pool. Uh, his uh, grandfather, his mom and dad both played basketball in college at the small college level. This young man, 6'6", 255. I think he could be a five-star offensive tackle. I think he will be a five-star left tackle. He could be a five-star um, defensive end. Size 18 feet. He can broad jump nine feet, eight inches. He's already throwing the shot put 51 feet. Great, great point of comparison here. This is a young man uh, who won't be 16 until next February. Um, he threw, he can throw the shot put 51 feet. Trayvon Walker, yeah, number one overall pick, five star. That Trayvon Walker, when he was a junior in high school, he threw the shot put in the state championships about 48 feet and seven inches. Um, huge comparison there. I tell you, folks, I was blown away. I went to, Providence Day in Charlotte to see a lot of Jaden Davis, to see a lot of Chris Peel, and I was blown away. I, my eyes were locked on uh, David Sanders Jr. I think he's the best-looking rising sophomore prospect I've ever seen. I don't know if I've ever been that impressed by a single player off of one practice visit ever before, ever before. Um, and that's how impressive he is. He's great on and off the field. The coach feels like um, Chad Greer. Father of Will Greer, really good college quarterback, third-round draft pick in the NFL. He's coached some All-American games. He coached that 2018, uh, 2017, excuse me, the 2018 Georgia class in the um, All-American Bowl. Lots of big names were in that. Remember how great Georgia's 2018 class was? James Cook was there. Zamir White was there. Kate Mays was there. Um, Jamari Sawyer was there. A lot of huge, awesome, big names. Um, he – uh, said that he thinks David Sanders Jr. is the best um, prospect he's ever coached. I know we're getting, um, I know we're getting a lot of wind. Hey man, I think for Mike Brown, he always wants me to turn my ceiling fan on. Right now, Mother Nature's giving me a ceiling fan action of my own. Right now, trying to cool me off on my 
um, back deck. I don't think we're getting a storm yet. Michael Carvel says we're, that it's storming in, in his home in the Alpharetta area. Um, one other thing about one other thing about David Sanders Jr. Man, I thought was amazing. Um, did you guys read that story, folks? Find it on DogNation.com. David Sanders Jr. Will Muschamp told his coach he thought he was a baby giraffe. David Sanders Jr. said the offer he got from Georgia was the happiest moment of his life. He wanted to dance. He wanted to throw the phone down the hallway when Coach Fran Brown extended the offer. Um, but the story part at the end, I always try to leave that one great kicker at the end and the fact that he broke his leg and had to drive all the way back up to Charlotte. The toughness factor of that right there, I mean, the kid's solid gold. The kid is can't miss, can't miss and everything about it. Um, guys, uh, the biscuit, hey, give me a heads up. Give me some intel on that. I uh, hope you guys uh, enjoyed your Before the Hedges tonight. We're trying to keep these shows around 40, 45 minutes unless we get a guess. It sounds like in the mortal words of my dearly uh, departed uh, grandmother, Claudia McVeigh, that uh, it's about to come up a cloud, might even come up a, a gully washer. You guys remember, if you guys remember those words, if you guys know those words, you had a grandparent that shared those words with you. Man, I, I love my grandmother like, like that. Uh, NFL lunchbox I had when I was in the seven, when I was in seven, eight years old. How great that was. Um, guys, let's do this. Getting windy, coming up a cloud. I'll see you guys again soon. Uh, you guys have a great night. God bless everybody out there. Have a great week. Hope we've kept the sniffles away, couldn't keep the winds away. But I hope you guys had a good time learning about Georgia football, talking about Georgia football, talking about Georgia recruiting. Uh, agree to disagree. Everybody's got their own opinions on recruiting. I'm just sharing you what I hear. What I what I what, what my information sources are telling me that top targets that top targets list is looking pretty stout, especially the top heavy guys, folks. I'm Jeff Sintel. This has been another edition of Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. You can find it on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook. Appreciate everybody hanging out. If you guys heard anything you like this week, you guys are fired up about Georgia starting practice tomorrow. How about a like? How about a share? How about a go dogs? Everybody take it easy. Everybody be safe out there. I'm Jeff Sintel, and we'll see you later on dognation.com. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.